This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. The Gauteng Division of the North Gauteng Division of the High Court in Pretoria on, on Friday made a ruling that all hospitals, clinics, schools, and police stations should be spared from electricity disruptions. Judge Norman Davis ordered the Minister of Public Enterprises, Private Gordon, to take all reasonable steps within 60 days to ensure that public health establishments, state schools, and South African police services are not affected by load shedding. Uh, the, the UDM, uh, the Inkata Freedom Party Action Essay, and the National Union of Metal Workers of South Africa, among other organizations, had launched this legal bid to spare hospitals and uh, clinics, uh, 23,000 public schools and police stations from load shedding. But they'd also applied for exemption from water and sanitation, but the court confined itself only to electricity. How practical is this? Let's speak to uh, energy analyst Jose Malaysia, who joins us on the line. Good to have you with us, and thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Titi, and to the listeners. Listen, this is a noble, if I can call it, a noble judgment. And I think uh, we would all agree that in an ideal world, you should never have hospitals disrupted by, you know, uh, electricity supply to hospitals disrupted. But from a very pra- from a practical point of view, how is this possible? I mean, you can't isolate uh, hospitals unless it means that uh, anybody who lives uh, in, a, in an area where the, next to a hospital will just simply be a beneficiary of such a, um, a, a ruling if it were implemented. Titi, uh, it is indeed a noble uh, judgment uh, from the perspective that we should not really be subjected to load shedding in the first place as a country, but we are where we are today. So um, the reality is that, uh, as you correctly point out, uh, hospitals, schools, police stations are really embedded within local communities. There's a school in almost every neighborhood. And in terms of the networks, Mm, the grids, you have uh, middle voltage grids and as well as municipal networks interconnected. So to isolate a school, isolate mm. need, would need additional infrastructure, would need a long time of implementation, would be very capital intensive. Mm. So it's not as practical as uh, um, in that sense. And also if this were to be realized somehow, Mm. The other customers would have to make up for the shortfall in the electricity. But at the end of the day, you have a system which has a certain amount of available capacity Mm. or Mm. even electricity, and you have a certain number of demands that you have. So particularly now in winter, that demand will be increasing. So if you cannot increase your supply uh, in terms of capacity, there's nowhere really that you're going to find that. So they are going to be, have to be shortfalls, most frequent load shedding in other areas, as well as to make possibly shedding even more frequently certain areas. Because if the system mm. does not shed those people, then they will, we will have a constraint, all of us, mm. in the country. Also, in terms of now alternatives, which is setting up diesel, we already have FCOM indicating uh, they cannot assist in terms of additional capacity, so they will be using more of the diesel, and they will be buying about 30 billion, uh, using, putting aside 30 billion rand to do mm, that. Mm. Now, that, addis, that would require then additional diesel, and the cost, uh, no one has worked out the cost 
what that would be. From a budgetary point of view, I don't know how in 60 days that will work out um, because there is a, a process with National Treasury for additional, not only for diesel, mm. but also for uh, generators, also for connecting them in terms of installation, all of that capital cost. I don't know how that will yeah. be left out. And it but, has been yeah. said that this, uh, I mean, if something like this were to be implemented, that it would actually... Um, you know, have the unintended consequence of actually placing the grid uh, under, you know, further threat. In other words, that we would have a higher risk of uh, uh, blackouts if we went this route. Why would that be the case? The, the higher risk comes from the fact that you've got a constraint with respect to your system in terms of what you can supply. And the demand will increase because you will now have to, let's say there's a school next to your house, to your house or schools next to his house, that house. Mm. Everywhere there's a school, everywhere there's a police station. So you can't just shut out down the whole neighbor, the, the whole of that neighborhood to be able to supply that uh, mm. that school. So that is where the problem is. You can't isolate it. And if you were hypothetically to do that, then that would, that would mean you would need a, then you would load shed more people to make up for that shortfall that comes from you supplying that hospital mm-hmm. yeah so whichever so it's, way it's not practical i mean these things are interconnected mm-hmm. you have a municipal grid next to a municipal system next to an escom system they are they are lines basically mm-hmm. that are interconnected is there any way um i mean from a technical point of view to isolate um, establishments such as particularly maybe forget about schools and uh, police stations, but per se, if you were to say that uh, we need our hospitals to be online all the time, would there be any way in pos- that of uh, of isolating them unless uh, I mean without taking them off the grid completely? Yeah, yeah. What what the national uh, disaster, um, the national state of disaster had envisaged? They worked out which hospital would be feasible hospitals would be feasible to do that given the existing infrastructure. And they realized that they couldn't do all of them. So they then had a plan. Some of them is to put up a line that are dedicated. But that would mean that it's additional infrastructure that you would have to put in. I, I think that it would make more sense to to to, to just put that infrastructure mm. in any case. Mm. Um, you know, uh, so they would ha- they have to hospital by hospital look at where are these hospitals and quite a number of them it was not feasible to do that and they were envisaging then putting generating system but that would also was envisaged to take a long time because this was never anticipated. So, I mean, in your view, I mean, if uh, it sounds to me from what you're saying, because they apparently government has indicated that they are considering appealing the decision. It, uh, I mean, I know I'm asking you to make a speculation on a legal basis, but just from a technical point of view, you think they might have a strong argument just uh, from, uh, you know, practicality and feasibility of um, implementing this? I think that especially now we're talking something like 60 days, they definitely have a have a, a strong argument. Just like, it's almost like saying, government, uh, please make sure that there's no load shedding. It's almost impossible to do that because we don't have enough electricity in the system to make sure that we sustain the demand that we have. So if we, if you were to force today and say there should not be load shedding tomorrow, mm. there would be load shedding. Probably government would be in content mm. of court and they would not be doing that because they want to. It's because they are not ready 
this should have been done, of course, um, mm. but our government, this is where we are today. Great stuff. Chris Malaysia and a journalist, uh, thank you as always for talking to us. appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, so there you go. I mean, it just, I mean, it sounded nice. It's a great idea. And I think a, a noble one indeed in terms of as, as a judgment goes that in an ideal world, you never want to have your hospitals without uh, electricity. Um, but just from a practical point of view, how are you going to do that? Um, especially in an already constrained um, environment, is that you're going to have to load shed for more people just to keep the lights on for those hospitals or the areas where those hospitals are um, isolated. So I think in short, don't sell your house to move next to a hospital or a cop shop just yet. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.